Hello and welcome to Fireside Friends. I'm Alan, and I'm joined as always by my co-hosts, Ryan. It's me. Hello. Oh shit, there's Ryan. I'm also joined by my other lovely co-host. It's Katie Marie. Howdy. Welcome, welcome. It's Fireside Friends, y'all. It's a new month. This is the month of May of 2019, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah wow. it is. I think so. Let me, do, hold on. The, yeah, the calendar says May, so I guess it's May now. <laughs> it's it's not going to be May. It is, in fact, May. It's May. May is pretty much over by the time we hear this. Yeah, pretty that's much. the magic of, of uh, how we choose to schedule things. It's May. We're getting better weather, finally. And we figured we would just come back together, as we often do. One might say once a month. And just talk about pop culture and the way it affects our lives. Um, I can start off, if that's all right with y'all. Yeah. Sure. I have been watching a wonderful television show that fills me with joy and uh, is going to end by the time people hear this. It's going to, it's a, the first 10 episode season is going to be over. Um, 2019's Twilight Zone is so much better than people give it credit for. <laughs> really? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hard. It's complicated, right? So for people who if you watch the old twilight zone you know that like there's like the famous episodes the one with the glasses and the one with the goblin airplane with william shatner and the one with the racism and it's always been a a kind of wacky show uh a lot of the discourse around new twilight zone which i'll go forward calling twilight zone 2019 is that uh are they like trying too hard for the social commentary and failing or like why is it so ridiculous and is it trying to invoke the 1960s one by being ridiculous or is it going too far with that? And the original was trying to be serious. And I basically what I'm saying is like I went back and watched old episodes and they definitely seem silly. You know, the acting is very like up there and the social commentary is really hitting you in the face with a brick. Like it's just so obvious. Like the aliens are foreigners. Did you get it, guys? <laughs> But And the new show is definitely doing that. I think it's with intent. I The way I understand it and the way I enjoy it is is understanding that, like, they know that this is dumb. Uh, there have definitely been some stinkers. I, it's really un- unfortunate that the first episode, uh, The Comedian, is so boring because Kumail Nanjiani is a good performer. And you really want a good first episode of a show like this to get people hooked. Because uh, Black Mirror, for all of its numerous, numerous faults, is a very dumb show. But its first episode is at least interesting. If you don't know about it, the whole pig sex thing. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, Black Mirror is definitely. I think it's more enjoyable than Black Mirror because the difference is Black Mirror definitely like really believes its own shit, and it's like, hey man, your phone is <laughs> evil, and that's like, please stop. This show is very like trashy and bad, and you need to understand. They have a whole episode where uh, a woman gets chased by an Amazon delivery robot. That's a whole Black Mirror episode. It's bad. But New Twilight Zone, to speak about what I'm talking about, um, they definitely do the every episode has a twist thing. Each one is self-contained. Um, a lot of the talent in this season is like comedians, actually, which is really great. Like John Cho and like I said, Kumail Nanjiani and Adam Scott. Um, and the guy, one of the guys from the Not All Men episode is a famous comedian also. Um, but they're using all this different talent and really striking directing styles to just like tell these little moral tales. And I just I'm gonna try to pick my oh, I think I have a favorite one so far um if people are okay I think the best way to talk about this show is to at least describe like the premise of an episode and let people go from there is that okay with the two of you sure yeah so season one episode five is easily my favorite so far it's called the wonderkind or the wunderkind 
Uh, it has John Cho as the campaign advisor, um, who's notorious for being able to get anybody elected, even the most unelectable person to president. He's done it a couple times. Um, and then he fails one day and he's in a bar and he's like all sad. And he looks at the TV and he sees like this kid who's going viral. He's like an eight year old. And the kids on YouTube saying like, I'm going to be president. Everyone's going to get free video games. And it's like, that's really cute. No one's going to vote for this guy. And everyone yeah. else, everyone else in the bar is like, I mean, he's got good ideas. Like, obviously, like he's a kid, but like, I would vote for him. And so John Cho sparks this idea in his head, like, oh, shit, what if I got an eight year old elected president? And he, and he does. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Okay. And they kind of just go from there. And it's like, what would happen if an eight year old who is spoiled rotten so much to the point that he failed upwards into the role of literally president of the United States? Uh, like, how would that go? Um, no adult doctors is one rule that he Im- immediately puts in as a law because he doesn't like old people. So he's just like, he's like, every doctor has to be 18 years or younger. And that comes back in a hilarious way. Um, everybody gets free video games, which they're like, you realize you can't just do that, right? You're going to like destroy industries by doing that. And he's like, I decided it. I'm the president. All right. And it's very silly. And it's obviously going for the like, we really do elect anybody, you know, the whole we kind of like people who are ridiculous more than we like actual good candidates, that sort of thing. But it's just, it's just funny. It's just so much fun to laugh at and like go into an episode thinking it'll be one thing and then it's not. Um, I love it. I truly think the show is, is a lot of fun and worth watching for people who haven't checked it out. It's, it was so hard for me to gauge the tone of what this thing was going to be. Because they had Jordan Peele's name on it, and he's, like, in it, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the narrator. Is he the showrunner as well? No, he's just, he's a producer, and then he's just the narrator. Okay. Because that makes sense. Because coming out of Us and then going into Twilight Zone, it doesn't compare. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've only seen the first episode of this, which is very bad. Like, it's yes, terrible. it's a very bad episode. The the first episode is like the comedian, um, and it's basically about the stand up comic, this like failing stand up comic, who has the same jokes every night, um, and then he gets cursed by, by by a mysterious black magic comedian, played by Tracy Jordan. Okay. Um, Tracy Morgan. Tracy Jordan's the Thirty Rock character. Listen. <laughs> But yeah, and then he like goes on the stage, and uh, if he, they're like, he's like, just tell tell stories about people you know, and he goes on, and he's like, my little my cousin is so annoying. He's always making dumb jokes, and I don't think he's funny at all. And people love it that he's killing. He's so successful, and then he goes home, and the cousin doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> dun dun dun. Yeah, it's fucking that one's so dumb i hate that episode honestly <laughs> it's just really slow like even the premise is fine but all the characters in it are unlikable and it, it goes in the wrong direction and then it ends weirdly like bad bad first foot there's another episode called not all men well and it wasn't even it wasn't self-aware enough right yes exactly the guy has the same joke right over and over again which is just about the second amendment it's a gun and control it's very joke. dumb and the show doesn't feel like doesn't even realize that it's dumb that it just has that same joke over and over again it's weird it's profound how much that first episode is like just a misdirect and they wanted you to feel bad for him in a way yeah 
very dumb. Like there's there's potential comedy in that episode or like potential commentary. I mean, about like people of color can only be relatable as comedians if they like share their like immigrant story and they talk about their families and like that's the only stuff that gets any of them success. But sure, they don't do anything it, with that. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. And then every time every any time a woman's on screen in that episode, they just talk about sex. Uh-huh. Basically. The other woman comedian on there is just there to be like sexual competition. Yeah. There's a Black Lives Matter episode. <laughs> How's that one? It's fine. It knows what it's doing. It's like it seemed that one seems like it's actually competent. It's not like amazing. It's very silly. Mm-hmm. The idea is the woman her son's going to college to a uh HPC and she has a video camera she's trying to record him but she hits the rewind button and rewinds his life backwards and like rewinds time and she's trying to like get him away from being a victim of police brutality but it keeps happening no matter what she changes (laughs) it's like this seems unavoidable almost as if the system is stacked against us it's like yeah what are you doing Hmm. so sometimes it definitely borders on irresponsible i think um Mm -hmm. And then, but then sometimes it's just like this is entertaining. Like they have an episode where people go to Mars, and it's like, what happens on a Mars mission? Is this real? Is this like a sci-fi nightmare? Um, the last one I watched was Not All Men, which is where this woman, this white woman, is on a date, and the guy gets very forward with her, and she's like, "That's weird." And then every man in the town is getting like rav, like just evil and violent and brutal, and she's like, "Oh my god, it's only the men. They're affected by this like toxin in the water, and they're all becoming so violent." And then it's like. No, they're just shitty men. <laughs> is the premise? It's like no, they just suck. It's not. There's literally a guy that walks up to her and he's like, "I'm not like the others. No, I'm cool." And then he gets trampled by like zombie men. It's great. Relatable. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I just, some of these just sound like Keen Peel sketches. That's the thing. <laughs> I get what you mean. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. A Traveler is another weird one, too. That's the one where this guy comes to, like, a small um, police sheriff's office in uh, in Alaska. And, like, he claims to be a travel blogger, but he knows about everybody. And they're all like, how do you know us? And he's like, I'm just, you know, I'm a traveler. My first name is A. My last name is Traveler. <laughs> and it's just, it becomes like a... That one tries to do a story about, like, respecting Native Americans, too. Because the main cop woman is a... Um, uh indigenous woman who actually like the actress is as well and it's all about like giving her a chance to speak her mind and believe her and this kind of stuff so like they they keep getting so close to just being brilliant but then it's just like well it's also dumb and i keep my expectations low and it ends up being a good time that's what that's my thoughts with this weird twilight zone reboot not worth keeping your cbs subscription especially after the abysmal star trek discovery that we talked about last month don't keep it like find a way to watch i don't know i'm not going to tell you how to watch your tv but not worth cbs all access because that's the only way to watch it right now but uh it's only going to be a 10 episode season so you can find it online probably easily if you don't want the kid president episode of the twilight zone spoiled for you skip to 15 minutes and 45 seconds So my final attempt to sell people on this Twilight Zone show is just to talk about how the Wonderkind episode kind of wraps up because it's so incredible. Um, and I, if, you ha- if you've if you already decided you're not going to watch it, then you can stay, stay tuned for this. But if you think it sounds interesting, just check it out. Basically, I have a question about the kid episode, by the way. You what? 
I have a, a question. A qu- I'm raising my question. I'm, I'm in the I'm in the audience. I'm raising my hand. <laughs> You're in the questionable camp. You're not sure. Well, they do ask how, they- how much of this episode is just hey, it's Trump a lot of it like yeah 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 yeah. you're asking them you're asking the right questions it's definitely like hey, it's a child as a president how could we possibly elect this guy how, why did you guys vote for this guy i don't know he seemed cool like yeah it is that mm-hmm. so he does he gets becomes president he does all these policies everyone's like that's so wild but you can't say that about the president because then it's treason Right. That's once the president mm-hmm. becomes president. You, if you if you work for him and you say negative things about him, then it's treasonous. <clears throat> so okay. John Cho is like, oh no, what have I done? Oh, I made such a bad mistake. God, I, I fucking John Cho. I forgot that you said he was on. Yeah, this. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very like grump, frumpy looking John Cho. Okay. <laughs> uh, Harold from Harold and Kumar. Is... I might have to just watch it for John Cho acting against an eight year old. Yes, that's uh, exactly. <laughs> it's, uh, it's godly. The kid lies about stuff and like wins the hearts of America and becomes president. It's like, wow, this is great. And then there's a moment where they're playing golf and he realized the kid, the president kid president realizes that John Cho has been saying negative things about him. And like, he turns the lights down. He's like, I installed low lighting in the, in the oval office. Cause it looks cool. And he's like, I want to get a hole in one, but I keep missing. So he like dumps all the balls into the hole and he's like, that's a hole in one. John Joe's character is like, no, it isn't. That's you're wrong. That's not true. That's not how truth works. I should also mention, by the way, that the whole story is being intercut with a uh, like a moment in the future where John Cho is on an operating bed for mysterious reasons. But anyways, um, he's dumping all the balls and John Cho's like, that's not how golf works. And he's like, John Cho, that's treason. You can't say that. And he's like, you're an idiot. You're a child. You're a bad president. Uh, the kid yells, um, he has a gun. The kid's secret service shoots John Cho in the chest several times. And we realize that he wakes up in the operating room and his surgeon is above him. And he says, uh, I need help. You need to get the bullets out of me. And the guy's like, I'm too old to be a doctor. I'm going to hand it over to this kid. And it's this like other eight year old Indian kid who's in a doctor's outfit. Who's like, all right, uh, wish me luck. I got this knife. I got to get back to my video games. (laughs) <laughs> and the end of the episode is him screaming because he's being operated on by an eight-year-old because there's no adult doctors. <laughs> he's just, nice. He's just like screaming, like, no, no, not the kid. And the kid's got to get back to his games. His free games. Right, right. Everybody gets a free game. This I can't watch the show. I, I can't watch the show. <laughs> it'll, it'll break your brain. It'll absolutely break it'll, your brain. Because I'm going to finish an episode, and I'll be like, wow, what an ending. This episode said nothing. Yeah. <laughs> because it just wants to funnel itself into more bullshit. It's just, it tries to get to a good twist, and it, often at the cost of like any good commentary. Of undermining its own themes, yeah. Right, 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 right. But I'm, I'm hella going to finish it soon and, and have more nuclear takes for people. can't believe that's the show they lined up after Star Trek. Right? Like, right? <laughs> This weird, dumb. I keep looking through CBS All Access, being like, "There has to be something else that's good on here." There has There's to be nothing. There's Picard. Nothing. Did any of you see the Picard trailer? I did see the Picard trailer. I did not. It just looks like Logan, but they're doing Picard. Yeah. Okay. It's very sad. He's on a field. He quit Starfleet. Yeah. I'm like, is this Logan? Okay. What well, Logan happening? did make me like ugly sob for like 30 minutes. So. Fuck yeah. It's yeah. It's, there are it's rough. see. I guess they're appeal, appealing to the right audience. Like 
There are literally a 9, 10, 11, 12, 14 shows on CBS All Access, one of which is called FBI, and it's just about two FBI agents. <laughs> One's called SEAL Team. <laughs> oh, my God. And then it's like Amazing Race, uh, The Late Show with Colbert, The Bold and the Beautiful, The Big Bang Theory, and The Late Show with James Corden and NCIS. You're like, oh, Hawaii Five O. Like, <laughs> There's nothing on this network worth watching. Nope. Are you kidding me? Nope. It's Disney unfortunate. is going to kill everybody, I swear to God. Yeah. For those shows, I imagine there are people who are like, I really want to get caught up. And you can watch all of N- all of NCIS is on here. But for, wh- for what? why? It's just going <laughs> to be re- rerun over and over again. Yep. yep. Unless you want to watch it chronologically, but who cares? I need the whole plot, Ryan. It's NCIS. Why are there so many shows about cops? God damn it. Because... Yes, it's funded by the shows. bad people, maybe, probably. Man, have you have any of you seen Killing Eve? No, you keep I not, mentioning but it. I really want to. Yeah, me too. Season one is really good. Season two, not so good. Watch season one; it's very good. It's like Hannibal, but women, um, and it's a lot more like less like a lot more less self serious was the sentence that came out of my mouth <laughs> i'll just i'll just cop to that uh less serious hannibal it was very fun it's my favorite um, um favorite follow binged it while i binged it's only the first season's only uh eight episodes by the way oh um so it's very short i binged most of it while uh the game of thrones finale was happening just so i can avoid all of that <laughs> You made the better decision. Oh, God, I finished that yeah. show. Ugh, no, we're not starting. We're not doing that. We're not. We, <laughs> oh, can't. No. we are not. We cannot. Nope. We can't. We can't. We won't. Who's up next? Um, But what I can talk about, I'm rubbing my hands together. Oh, shit. Oh, no. oh yes. I'm, just, I'm a little afraid, but okay. Final Fantasy X. Oh, hell yeah. All right. Yeah, Final Fantasy. Yes, pure and innocent and good. I finally played a Final Fantasy game. And you started with a banger. And I started with ten. You're playing the on the music Switch, bangs. right? Yeah, I played on Switch. Came out on Switch. I wish I had cheats because I, I would have finished the game, but I didn't. <laughs> so, okay. Here's my journey through Final yeah. Fantasy X. Walk me through your process. Uh, the story is great. The story is fantastic. Really cool themes. Really cool characters. I like like compared to Persona, which is like the only other JRPG series I've played. Um, very well realized world compared to that and mm-hmm. the characters were just allowed to exist as characters and not uh people for the main character today which i appreciated mm-hmm. um coming from persona coming from someone who tried to do a podcast on persona womp. <laughs> womp, womp. <laughs> um so i that right away was great um the gameplay was fun at the start and then it just got hard for no reason. Yeah, PS2 well, RPGs. Part of that was my fault. So, Waka, listen. <laughs> listen, Waka, we gotta talk, buddy. Waka, he's a little racist. He 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 learned he unlearned racism by the end. Oh but, yay! But um, he uses a ball to attack enemies. <laughs> okay. Final Fantasy X has an upgrade system where you just pick abilities instead of upgrade linearly. Yep. So, I didn't pay attention a lot to that. Mm-hmm. Got kind of off track with Waka. Mm-hmm. Got to a different section of the sphere grid as Waka. Mm-hmm. Waka learned how to cast spells. Uh-oh. 
<laughs> Waka learned fire and ice. Oh, and you thunder. like accidentally went into a different tree, basically? Waka did no damage at all yeah. by the end of this game. Oh, no. <laughs> because Whoa. I didn't learn his actual abilities. Just... And thus, my Final Fantasy tender and it was over. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. It's all because of Waka. Come on, Waka. What the fuck, Waka? My Orin? My Orin was great. Of course. Lulu was awesome. Of course. Um, Titus was good by the end. Riku I didn't use. Because I just don't like technical characters like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Kamari is infamously bad to use. Doesn't do much in the story and also not good in combat, from what I hear. Which which is yeah. a good thing. They give you a fight with that's just him. Oh, right. <laughs> or you just use him. Mm-hmm. Um, but that fight was fine. I got to a boss towards the beginning of the last section of the game that I just couldn't beat and i was kind of fed up because i that game throws a lot of bosses at you in the second half yeah where it's just back to back to back boss fights um and i just got kind of tired of grinding it out um so i just finished and uh finished at some point and just watched the rest of the game i do like i do like the ending a lot having seen it now mm-hmm. very good cutscene. the laugh moment work in context it was fine. It was, it's hard to get away from it as a meme. Of course. Yeah. Um, and it happened so early on, too, that I was like, okay, this is a thing that happened. And the journey was full of laughter. Mm. I understand. Yeah. Even though it kind of wasn't, <laughs> kind of wasn't full of laughter. Um, it's a lot of implied laughter. <laughs> but not like that you're seeing. A lot of implied laughter. The scene at the lake when they make out is good. Hmm. <laughs> That was a good way to spend my lunch at work. Watch, <laughs> just watching that cutscene. Um, and then the boss I got stuck on was like the last, like boss on the mountain before you get to Xanarkand. Um, is this the dragon called Depression or no? No, the dragon is way earlier okay. on. Um, that dragon was a pain, mm. but I got past him. It was like a mountain guardian oh, that I was okay. stuck on. Um, so I did not get past him. Brief, um, important question, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Would you like to hear a bit about the wondrous Shupov? That guy is amazing. Machen seems very good. <laughs> Machen is good. Would you like to hear a bit about the wondrous Shupov? Ah, I love the voices in that game. That's why everyone, when I started it, um, cause I'm only, I only got like three, four hours into it when I started. Uh, mm-hmm. and I was playing on PC and I first immediately was like, do I play in English or Japanese? And everyone was like, if you want to play this as like a serious, like thoughtful JRPG, play it in Japanese. If you want to play it the I way people played it and have fun and see mm. how ridiculous it is, play it in English. And I was like, okay. I don't agree with that. Yeah? You think it's still the it series? It was released across? in English here. Yeah. Well, it's a subs versus dubs thing too, Ryan. You know how it'd be. Yeah, but it was released in English yeah. here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the only way you could play it mm-hmm. here. I feel you. Yeah. Unless you like knew how to read Japanese. I mean, it's subtitled. I guess. It's just a different. I, it's but a different that, was that option there on a DVD? Probably not. Not on the original. Probably not. The remake definitely has the no. option. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, in, if you're playing it on the PS2, that was just, just the way you played 10. it. Exactly. So people were like, if you want to play it the way people played it when it was popular, then play it in English because yeah. that's how we did it. Um, 
I think for what, I think, what it's worth, like, they're both And that good. voice cast is so iconic at this point. Exactly. I, um, I definitely want to play more of it. You, you're like adventures through it, even though it sounded like it got kind of frustrating. Sound made me more excited to play. Well, you're on PC that has cheats. I'm just going to so. throw all the cheats on there and go ham. Yep. Which I just wish they would put, uh, port that over the Switch, the cheats. I think be a lot easier if for me. we're going to like be Galaxy Brain about it, one of them is technically a speed up cheat, and that's kind of hard to do on a like hard on different hardware. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, that's true. But, like, but I don't think that's a reason alone to no not put them in. Yeah. Yeah. Square Enix is bad at ports is the answer. Yeah. But... Yeah, so ten's great ending. The ending cutscene. Oh my god! Do, can we just talk about the end of Final Fantasy Ten? Kate, are you okay with it? Yeah, that's fine. I'm probably not going to play it. I played uh, the one with lightning. Thirteen. Yeah, that one. I always confuse it cool. thirteen and fourteen, but yeah. If you don't want the end of Final Fantasy Ten and part of Final Fantasy Ten Two spoiled for you. Skip to 33 minutes. The end of this game is like Titus and like a certain characters are part of a dream mm-hmm. state thing. Um, sure. That is basically keeping a dream version of Xanarkand alive, like the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and they need to, in order to defeat Sin, they also need to get rid of that. Basically, it's a JRPG. Mm. They may need to make sacrifices. Right. Um, Titus is part of this. Titus and Yuna fall in love. The last mm. shot of this game is like Yuna like running to embrace Titus as he disappears, and she just falls over <laughs> and starts <laughs> crying. And oh, then, no. and then Titus jumps off a cliff and then high fives his dad, who is also fake, and then oh, they fade oh. out. And it's so good. <laughs> so the whole game he's like I hate you dad and then he jumps off knowing that he's going to disappear and high fives and then it cuts and it's so good this is real you're not making this up they literally high five I'm not you can li- wow. I, I will I will watch this on a YouTube video with you right now okay. to the confirm this is real high five. it's less of a up high five more of a lower high five Mm-hmm. Okay. Link, okay. link it. Put a pull up the video. Pull up the proof. Uh, boop. There we go. Okay. Oh, we're not watching all fifteen minutes. Um, yeah. Well, this is also all the credits. Okay. So the video. I'm actually... at. I'm at zero. Uh, let me get to the very start. All right. I'm at zero. Three, right. two, good. Everyone good. Yep. Three, two, one, play. Okay. <clears throat> oh, this is her, like, pretty much casting all yeah. away all the souls, right. all the summons wow. and stuff. I like the big bow. That's the airship. Mm-hmm. Good airship. Explosion. These graphics are from the PS2. <laughs> I mean, this is the remastered version. But yeah. True. Yeah. I don't know if they even touched these, honestly. Well, these are pre-rendered. They can't really yeah. touch these. Yeah. I mean, they still look pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's high res and everything. I'm just the, like, texture. Yeah. That's Sin. Oh, is that Sin? That's Sin. 
Who's this? These are all the summons. Okay. Oh, you have, you have, basically, you have to kill all of your summons okay, before you're bye able bye. to kill Sin. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yo, Sin's gone. Well, there. Yo, Sin died. There he go. They killed God. <laughs> I really God liked it dead. though because like every JRPG is about killing God. Yeah. yeah. But inevitably, this is more about challenging the status quo than anything else. Yeah. Because they have this whole religious group and and they're very corrupt, like extremely corrupt, and hmm. it is a lot of the characters coming to terms with learning that that is just a lie. Oh. Um. <laughs> and like grappling. There's Titus. He's about to vanish. <laughs> the hair. What? I don't feel so good, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Waka. I made this exact joke. Oh, oh you super did. You super did, no. yes. Yuna. I have to go. <laughs> no. That feeling when you have Pantene Pro V hair. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, she's been on this 150 hour journey. Perfect hair. Just flawless hair, yeah. I wish I had hair and pants Goodbye. like, <laughs> like Waka. <laughs> Facts. Oh, this I've heard the song. Is this Two Xanarchan? Is that what the song is? Yuna. 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 <laughs> oh no! This is so much better than Avengers Endgame. Are you kidding me? <laughs> This music fucking kills me. <laughs> yeah. Why did they teach she this just music get in schools? Up? Yeah, just stand. They're in love. She can at least look at him. <laughs> Damn those pants, Titus. Them <laughs> some good pants. Oh. Oh. Why is he so much darker skin than the rest I of the don't. cast? I don't. So Do you think he bleaches this is, his hair? Yes. This is one interesting thing that they talk about on outdoor mapping. I went back and listened. The cutscenes are very, make it very clear that this is like a very like Asian-centric uh, story. Yeah. And that is just not reflected in the in-game models at all. Yeah. Like everybody looks distinctly Asian in the in game or in the in the cutscenes, cut yeah. FMV stuff, right? But in game, it's just like no. That's a good hug, by the way. That's a good like emotional mm -hmm. hug. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> High, dad. Okay. High five that dad. Yuna. All right. Here we go. Okay. Give him that high five. Oh my god. So ready. <laughs> What's up? Me leaving class. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Yeah! yeah! <laughs> Best friends. I don't understand. Right. Dad. That's enough of that. <sighs> Final Fantasy X is a good game. Wow. Thank you for sharing. X2 also seems good. very good, but um, I'm not going to play it because it seems really obtuse. Yeah, it also seems very hard and weird. The Basically, like to sell you on X2, um, the, the opening cutscene of X is them at a campfire. And you go back to that location in ten two, um, and it's a tourist spot now. <laughs> it's it is so much. That's delicious. 
It's like, oh, this is where they won when they defeat defeated Sin. And then Yuna's there just like, this was a very personal location for me. And you guys are just here exploiting everything from it. Like, they're literally there like, one of them even says, we're going to appropriate some treasure here. <laughs> and it's oh like, God. dang, not subtle at all. All right. So, yeah, that's my Final Fantasy journey. Um, I'm probably going to play 7 next just because it has cheats. Yeah, I was going to say, what's your next one? 7 def- seven with cheats definitely sounds like the way to go. Yeah. Also, like, it's the remake is coming up, so I might as well just play the original. Once still can. So, before the discourse hits. Which discourse is going to be worse? Final Fantasy 7 remake discourse or Evangelion discourse? <sighs> Both. Yeah, good answer. Mm. A and B. Yeah, not mm-hmm. looking forward to either of those it's one of those things where once the if the discourse really rises up to be enough i can't even avoid it not being on twitter i still get it mm-hmm. it's yeah. just you can't escape it i'll get someone who, who like texts me a screen cap of it and i'm like <laughs> i'm at work jesus christ this is a chili's yeah hello sir this is a chili's <laughs> even gillian's best show ever made all so i asked was what you wanted for dinner yeah <laughs> please it's intentionally depressing because Hidekiana was going through a lot of time. And then he's just fucking thrown out a window. Like, yeah. stop. Women depicted, the women aren't depicted that bad, he says over mm-hmm. his burger. The women are bad because it's about a teenage boy, yeah. I say, as I become a corn cob. Do we have anything else? <laughs> yeah, Katie, do you have a thing you want to talk about? Um, I do, actually. I was going to talk about Total War. Three Kingdoms, but I decided to instead talk about yet another anime that I have been watching. Um, and it's it's a little different, I would say, from what I normally watch, but I do really enjoy it so far. Okay, so it's called Ao-chan Can't Study. And hmm. basically the premise is that there's this boy who has a crush on her, um, and so... She keeps thinking about him. Um, She hates men. And she hates anything sexual because her dad is an erotic author. And she hates him. And, like, literally (laughs) is like, I hate men. I don't want to be anywhere near them. I don't want to speak to men. Whatever, whatever. Um, But, so she's, she's obviously distressed by the fact that she... Her, her thoughts are full of the, the guy whose name is Kijima, and she calls him King of the Normies. And <laughs> um, the reason, though, that I do like it, it it's a little bit uh, lewd, specifically mm-hmm. in her mind, because that's what she understands as relationships between two people. Um, so he has, like like, obviously more innocent intentions than she thinks he does. Um, but it's relatable in the fact that, like, she's coming to terms with her own sexuality and, like, her own romantic feelings. Um, and kind of, like, understanding hashtag not all men. Mm -hmm. But it's really cute and it's really endearing. And also the opening theme slaps. What is the show called again? Ao-chan can't study. Mm. 
It's on Crunchyroll, mm. and it also has a manga that it's based off of, but I haven't read the manga myself. Uh, the episodes are also only, I think, 14 minutes long, or seven. I can't remember. It's one of those two, but they're short episodes, not mm. like the usual 20-minute mm-hmm. things. I might check this out, because I have not had a current seasonal thing at all to look into. I just keep adding on old shows, being like, I'll get to this. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I do, too. I think it's, uh, at the time of recording, it has eight episodes out, and it comes out on Fridays. Mm. So. It's a good time for shows to come out. Not enough shows come out on Fridays, to be honest with you. Yeah. I watched both this and Fruits Basket, because they started airing at the same time. Yeah, I was about to ask you if you were watching Fruits Basket. Yep. You digging that? Yes, definitely. I I like wholesome characters like Toru. And oh, we talked about glomping last week. Yeah, uh, we, we might have talked talk about, about it off, the, off mic, mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. We it was not off mic, it was on, oh, mic. It was on mic. Okay, great. Yes. <laughs> Ouchie, I can't study definitely looks interesting though. Oh, it's only eight episodes in. Okay, sure. Yeah, I'll give us a shot. It, I, w- I do warn you that it is lewd. Is it constantly lewd? Not like constantly, but she's okay. like, she's like afraid of things. Same, afraid of men. Same. Yeah. And so, like, the whole time she's trying to reject him and is, like, trying to come up with ways to reject him, uh, but fails to do so. Hmm. Not Sundere. That's different, but I get it. Yeah. Speaking of, um, anime briefly, the new, the Fooly Cooly stuff is on Crunchyroll now. Yeah, they just added that. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. The the new one and the the older and the one. other new one yeah um uh classic fireside friends episode the fully cooly talk I fucking hated that show <laughs> <laughs> I did not honestly like that it's show a big reason I'm not like hyped to watch either progressive I've heard one of them is good and one of them is not good yeah I've hmm. just kind of like I think progressive is the bad one I saw that they added it to Crunchyroll and I was like huh okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably try alternative because progressive. I tried watching when it was on tsunami, and I just like it didn't even start to attach to me. Although the main girl like listens to music with her cat ear headphones, and that's relatable. I like that. But yeah, I mean the music's good. <clears throat> yes, of course. Did they get the pillows again? I'm pretty sure they did. I'm almost sure. Regardless, uh, not an endorsement of fully coolly, but Aochan can't study sounds interesting. It, it's interesting. interesting. Like, I mm-hmm. typically really don't like anything that's, like, fan servicey or lewd at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the lens of, like, it being a girl who hates anything sex-related and hates men and is afraid of, like, how sexual people can be mm-hmm. and, like, trying to avoid that, I think it's, like, kind of cute since she's, mm-hmm. like, exploring that in her own way. Yeah. Is it like, (laughs) how do I say this? Is it sensitive to like people who are like ace? Um, no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because, uh, so for example, like, um, one of the ways, okay. Spoiler alert. One of the ways that she tries to reject him is because he hasn't like made any moves on her at all 
And she's okay. like, what is wrong with him? Like, oh. is he not, like, a man? Like, mm. so what, uh, so her plan is to get into a situation where he does make a move on her, and then she, like, angrily and very vocally rejects him, uh-huh. um, but he never does that. So it's like, well, she makes him a lunch that's, like, she wants to boost his uh, sex drive. Oh, <laughs> Oh, anime's here. Yeah, Welcome. It's, it's anime. I I respect, Katie, when you recommend anime to us, you're like, you actually put the problems on the table from minute one, and you're like, you guys can decide. Because I just feel like so often in anime <laughs> communities, because so often in anime communities, people are like, it's good. It has its problems, I guess. And no one ever says what that means. Yeah. And it's almost always like weird sex stuff or like misunderstanding of how certain people live their lives or like ignorance about really obvious shit and you're like no it does have that just be aware of that and it's like i really i appreciate that yeah no i'm not gonna like make excuses and be like it's not that bad or say that like there's not like it's definitely like more towards like etchy genre so that's why Mm -hmm. i find it a little bit strange that i do genuinely enjoy it but you know Whatever. It's it's actually a cute show. And, and I guess it's because Kijima is not, like, gross. Oh, they actually have an etchy category on Crunchyroll. On Crunchyroll. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know. wow. They have, okay. like, the this uh, subgroup that's called The Best Plots. And it's got, you know, like, Monster Musume and, like, High School DxD and stuff that uh, is not plot at all. So, you know. Okay, well. It do be like that sometimes. I'll look into this cuz I I like the sort of setup and I like the way the character sounds, but We'll see how much I can put up with. Whatever. I've watched a lot of trash. <laughs> Same. We live in we live in trash. Um, you know what's not horny or inappropriate or ignorant is uh it's the comic that we're going to be discussing for our second segment. That's true. We'll be, what the junk? What the junk? What the junk? We'll be right back to talk about Lumberjanes. <laughs> we'll be right this back. This is with how what I curse. The junk. We'll be right back. With what this the is junk. how Katie curses. <laughs> yep. Welcome back to Fireside, friends. Our shared experience this month was the 2014 comic book, Lumberjanes. It's a comic book series created by Shannon Walters, Grace Ellis, Brooklyn A. Allen, and Noelle Stevenson. It's from Boom Studios, and it's about a group of five girls called the Lumberjanes that go to summer camp together. Uh, Camp Roanoke Cabin. The name of the camp is the Miss Kinzella Fisquin Penny Kikul Thistle Crumpets Camp for hardcore lady types. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and the main five scouts are joe april molly mal and ripley who uh, early on witness a mysterious woman transforming into a bear follow her into the woods the woods and find weird supernatural foxes and it kind of gets weird from there um i want to start by just saying that i was surprised at 
the way the supernatural stuff is handled in this comic. It's so good. It's so good because it's not they don't like hit you in the face like Lost style with like something wacky's going on, <laughs> guys. Well, one I like how it's just framed as these girls are at a camp and then they get up to some adventures and then those adventures just elite happen to, to more be yeah. escalating ridiculous bullshit. And everybody's right. just like, why does this keep happening to us? What's going on? Oh, well. Nobody wants yeah, to talk about being attacked by dragons, y'all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this lady's a bear. <laughs> this lady is a bear. These these statues are talking. Yeah, it's like kind of, ma- it, it actually borders closer to magical realism than like outright fantasy. Where people just kind of accept that, like, yeah, there's weird stuff, like, whatever, but we also have to do wood carving today. Yeah. It's, like, it's very early Twin Peaks for me, where it's, like, there's weird shit happening in the background, mm-hmm. um, and then they just happen upon it and then have to deal with it. Um, yeah, yeah. It's the mix of, like, being grounded, but also um, having some weird mythological bullshit in there. Um, but it's not necessarily focused on that to the point where... Like the base was like distracting. It's still about these characters, and it it just works. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not having it like focus on lore is is really good. So good, because because then when that stuff does happen, it feels a lot more powerful because they've been spending more time focusing on the characters and their relationships. Yeah. And then that stuff immediately gets subverted by the end of the arc. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's it's always hard reset. It's just like mm-hmm. and now we're back at camp. There's no like. And now Joe doesn't have a left arm. It's yeah. replaced by bees. And you're like, what? <laughs> we gotta or just like no. go with this? Or this kid has all the power in the universe. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> just to reset it. That was great. Yeah. Yes. It was so good. I devoured this comic. I like started it and I was like, okay, this is cute. Like, it's not that good yet. It's just kind of like fine. But then I was yeah. like, oh, wait, I Once love it. Once it gets good, it just goes. Yeah. Yeah, once you kind of, like, understand the dynamic of with everybody. Because they do I a good mix like, of, like... Yeah, go ahead. I feel like once it gets to the point where uh, the camp counselor is... Or the, the supervisor is Jen. I'm yes. looking yeah. over them. Once it gets to her being on board, it gets immediately better. Because the yes. dynamic of, like, yeah. them being up to weird stuff and her being mad about it was so boring by, like, the second issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but then once everybody's on board with, like, hey, there's just fucked up shit's gonna happen... Um, it was really good. It definitely feels like a comic for all ages too, because yeah, it's like I would say that. weird and mysterious, and there's like cryptids and kind of semi-dark stuff mm-hmm. in the periphery. But like end of the day, you could show this to like preteens, and they would be totally fine with it, and not which, which uh, you know, d- lack of curse words, yeah, um, and replacement right. words and all that stuff, like like the what the Joan Jet. What the Joan Jet? Yep. Uh, uh, there was one that's like what the bell hooks, and I'm like, yeah. that's yeah. You're stretching it a little bit here. <laughs> Rain it in. <laughs> you're just having fun. Uh, there, it's just like it appeals to that that party that just wants to see people like be friends and go on an adventure, mm-hmm. and like there is character growth. Like, the arc where two of them are alone with the bear woman is really great, too, where mm-hmm. they're just kind of, like, talking about their relationship and mm-hmm. what it's like being at camp and, like, oh, like, when I'm not here. Because it does do the smart thing where it addre- it addresses that they're not always at camp. This is mm-hmm. not, like, their whole lives. Mm-hmm. And so they have to be like, yeah, we have fun here and we have, like, adventures and each of us has a dynamic and that's great. But, like, when I'm home, nobody knows me. 
They mm-hmm. don't have friends and they don't talk to me and I don't do well in school and I don't know what I'm doing with my life. But when we're here, we get to do all this crazy stuff and I love it and I'm really happy to be here. And I, that, that scene really touched me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it, get, it definitely like hits the emotional beats it needs to as well. So that again, when they're <laughs> running away from dinosaurs, you're like, oh, I want them to do well. <laughs> and there's just a lot of themes around like communicating with your friends and yeah placing trust in other people um and just making sure that everybody is okay and happy and talking it out when you're not yeah. um, that i found really uh refreshing so i also liked the aspect that everybody has like their own part to play i guess yeah. like everybody is good at something everybody has like some sort of positive contribution Mm -hmm. um even if you don't like notice at first or whatever like with Mm -hmm. i really liked molly um and Mm -hmm. i liked the part where she solves like the anagrams and stuff yeah Um, that was great yeah yeah because you know like obviously right before that she was like i'm not doing anything like there's no reason for me to be here um but then it's like, oh, I can do the anagrams, and I'm really good at it, and I can help everybody figure things out. Mm-hmm. Right, everybody's got a skill, and they're all put to good use. There are there's a there's a good mix of scenes where everybody is together, like all five of them, doing great stuff, and then there's also like these two have their own adventure, and these two have their own adventure. Uh, yeah, it's the thing I I talk about a lot on the on chats is like does this ensemble work if you split any two people together and there's still like interesting unique conversation to be had and mm-hmm. this this show, this um comic definitely definitely passes that test everybody has something to say and there's just a really good like overall dynamic with everybody um which is like hard to do especially in like a like this comic is written like a 12 minute cartoon yeah, yeah i could definitely see this becoming some sort of short cartoon yeah especially with and this it does comedy really well too especially like comedic comedy like um the scene with the uh the boy scouts who are turned out to be wolves yeah um and i forgot the exact interaction but it was just oh it was a uh, jen dropping like food on the ground and right. like them stopping to stopping chasing her to pick it up and they're just like oh come on why did you do that yeah now we gotta fix this up and she keeps running and the way that it's laid out on the page, it like totally works as like, I'm reading this super fast because everything is happening at once. And then we got to mm-hmm. stop for a brief moment. And then the um, the amount of space the image takes up on the frame um, causes you to slow down. Um, so it's it just good use of like pacing for the comic format um, and, and uh, adapting well for how your eye would read things and and um keeping that in mind as if you're you were like watching a show or something um and keeping those those beats in check um which is like really hard to do um and this this comic pulled it off really well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah it's got it's got a rhythm that makes everything go by really fast and feel like you're reading an, an adventure novel or something yeah which is so fun it's very uh, easy to follow like visually sometimes i have a really hard time with that with like mangas and stuff that mm-hmm. i read but oh man 
Yeah. <laughs> Ma- manga, I, I don't know why. I don't know. Maybe it's just like the way. I don't know why, but like my biggest hurdle when I read One Piece every week is like I just can't follow what's physical. I have to reread so much because I can't follow what's going on. Because it's so that. dense, like with imagery and with like literal like things crammed into the panel. I'm like, oh wait, that guy's moving and that guy's over there, and how's mm-hmm. time passing? And you know, this is Who's like saying no. what? Who's yeah. saying what part was a song and what part was dialogue? Uh, <laughs> this um, and they and they they like kind of package each chapter up nicely too because they have like the first page of a part from the Lumberjanes Field Manual. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that it's just the first page and it doesn't and never ends at the end of a sentence. You only nope. you yeah. get like most of a sentence. It's almost meant for you to be like skimming it. Right, yeah. like, uh, right. I, I ended up like not reading those entirely because I like I like skimmed every one of them to yeah, get a new idea of because it's basically like the theme of the 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 um the chapter of the chapter yeah or like what's the badge that they would earn this this chapter yeah mm-hmm. uh, no, but it was yeah really well paced and again like the use of space to um sort of direct how much time you should spend on each panel was like top notch right 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 very very well put together clearly made by people who love comics in addition to loving like cartoons and uh camp and all this stuff because i mean uh who is it ripley and somebody else have the fastball special mm-hmm. uh which is just an x-men thing like they they clearly really like the x-men and decided to do that they didn't even change the name it's called the fastball special and that <laughs> it's like yeah you guys are you wear your your love on your sleeve and that's awesome mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they have it just like a good it's a good balance of dynamics too it's just like there's the anxious one there's the really hyperactive one there's the like putting on a fake uh, confident face one you know uh, there's the tech nerd like it's just a very good dynamic of people uh, mm-hmm. that aren't just stereotypes either they're all like they have interiority and reasons for doing things that are not just like I am doing my uh, like bit here yeah um, sometimes, have... I f- sometimes it feels like that um, yeah with the um... oh what's, what's the name what's the short one's name uh, Ripley Ripley. It feels like that with Ripley sometimes. Ripley definitely could use more. I want to like learn more about her. She's just the comic relief character right now. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I would like for her to have a little bit more depth out of Mm. everybody else. I think. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you have a favorite? Both of you? Molly. Oh yeah. You mentioned Molly. Yeah. Molly's very fun. Her and her archery skills and her, uh, is she the one that can like re- um, arm wrestle really good? Oh no, that's, that's April. April. Yeah, Molly has Bubbles though. The raccoon yes. companion. Oh, Bubbles the raccoon. Yeah, she wears on her head. Yes. Molly's a friend. And I just I know a lot of people like this too. That's the other thing is I'm watching like people I can kind of uh, like have real life analogs to, and be like, oh, they're going. Yeah, they're going down the waterfall. I hope they survive. <laughs> <laughs> They're freaking out. <laughs> There's a river monster in the waterfall. <laughs> Such a weird. The arc, the first arc is just so like ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I like Joe because Joe is like, Joe just looks like me. Mm-hmm. Um, the analytical, the nerd type. Um, and then I like Jen because I like the type that's like, I will go with these characters, but also I'm also, also like anxious at every moment. Yeah, exactly. I like that like, too. And She's I will never constantly stop being like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I like the part where Jen like jumps in front of Joe to like protect her from the dinosaurs. 
And then <laughs> Joe's like, did you have a plan? And Jen's like, well, I thought adrenaline would kick in, but it did not. And uh, no, I don't have a plan. She's just like standing there. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> Jen is definitely the type of person, you know, who like wants to seem really with it. But as but, soon as anything like scary or intimidating happens, it's like, uh, like she'll write like a thousand notes preparing for something, but then like um, something will actually happen and she just like kind of breaks down, which again, I can relate to. I also love the the bit where the, the scoutmaster just doesn't know her name. Yeah, Juanita. Oh my God, yeah. Rosie's fantastic. <laughs> well, there's that whole page towards the end of the second volume. It keeps calling her different names. Where she just calls, she calls her Juanita and Jedediah in the same page. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Juanita. Okay, sounds good, Jedediah. You're like, what are you? <laughs> I'm like, this this bit is going a little too far, but also it's great. Yeah. Rosie's, Rosie's just so, leaning into it. She's so fascinating to me because she's like the classic, like she's very with it, but she seems like she's in a different dimension. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I want to know. I mean, I haven't read the fourth volume. But I want to know what her deal is with the the bear lady. Yeah. Yeah. What's their relationship? What's their past? Because they Cause obviously it... don't seem to like each other. No, at all. But every time the girls come back and they're like, "Oh my god, we barely survived," she's like, "Nice. I hope you had fun." <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Do you, what's? You should literally hope you all had a fun day because as a penalty for ditching your counselor, you're all on moose stable duty. And it's like we just saw demons and like yeah. survived a nightmare. She's so funny. Um, also, uh, I need the shout out. Um, I'm on Comic Vine to look at these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, Apollo and Artemis are just oh good. They're portraits from other comics and not this one. Uh oh. Oh, like <laughs> so. It's characters. just Lumberjane's characters and then a portrait of Apollo <laughs> <laughs> looking tough. Wow. <laughs> so Queen Diana. Oh, one thing I did want to bring up. Um, did it catch anyone else off guard with the sudden art change? The art yes. change? Yeah. yeah. So that one was interesting because, I mean, this happens in comics a lot. Constantly. just get a new artist. Yeah. This happened with Gemini Holograms where they yep. switch artists and I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't think I like this comic anymore, sadly. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't mind it here because it was only for that one issue where that bothered me. And it was really weird because it only bothered me. Because we're talking about the Halloween one. Um, the one about the campfire. Good comic. Good um, good issue, I mean. Yeah. But, but my thing with that was everything except the Lumberjanes art looked amazing. But right, then every the time I went yeah. back to the Lumberjanes, it didn't look uh, good. Right. Um, All the different art weird. styles of the yeah, stories were amazing. I thought that too. Yeah. I was like... Everybody just looked really off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it gets back to its like cohesive style afterwards, and I didn't mind it. Yeah. Because um, each volume has a different artist on it, um, and it was hard mm-hmm. to tell from one to two that it was a different artist. Um, and then it gets there in volume three, but yeah, that first one was weird. But I I forgave it because it was just it was doing a different thing. Um, I like um, the the scary story chapter a lot. I thought uh, it was all right. I mean, I I thought like I like it. I like the idea of it, but that's true. None of the stories really did a lot for me. Like I I did appreciate how much it changed and how much the like variety of art. 
Um, I did like the the Ripley like story, like being basically like out of a children's like drawing book or something. Yeah, like, right. All in cursive and all, like all that stuff was really really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but like as a story, as like an issue of this comic, it didn't do a lot for me. Yeah, I think the art style and how the stories reflected the people's like personality was what I liked. Mm-hmm. It's like if this one tells a real story because she like is a realist, and this one is like this one's actually scary and not realistic, and you know yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, that's true. But the text of them is not that great. Also, that's the same chapter I believe where they do a whole like actual tutorial on how to do uh, knot tying. <laughs> the friendship bracelets yeah (laughs) just a whole page that they were like here's really in real life how you make a friendship bracelet yeah i thought that was really interesting i was like well now i know yeah that was early volume two you're right i'm sorry i'm looking i'm 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 scrolling right now and i thought this was the same i thought this was that was that literally legit was like i actually want to make some now yeah Yeah, me too i was like could i get string (laughs) i was like now that i know how to do it I, I was could. like, I was like low key about to DM everybody, and it's like, what's your favorite colors? <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to make everybody one of these. No, I was trying to follow it just like by hand, and then I was like, oh wait, like from step three to four, I got confused, and I'm like, oh uh. wait, I'm bad at this. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this isn't. I'm not. Yeah. My brain doesn't work for this. No. Oh, now I'm looking at the the scary story one. Yeah, these art styles are good. They're very good. The children's book one with the candy. Yeah, that's that's a great. Now I'm just reacting to this comic. Every time it just looked like an Emily Carroll novel, I'm like, mm, yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, and then the Sally Poe one. Sally the, or Taylor Poe rather. Taylor Poe's all right with the cat that comes back. Yeah, <laughs> it's all right. I like Jen's story a lot. Though. Jen's fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With the, the evil babysitter. Yeah. <laughs> the science fair monster. Ugh, it's just fun. Um, we had chosen this one originally being like, we kind of want to get something queer. Yeah. And I do like the way that it's not like, like we've talked about other queer media that like feels like that's its entire aim is to reflect a queer experience. And this is definitely a queer comic, no questions about it, but it's Mm. not like the capital F focus of the story. It get it gets like flirty and it get like very implicit about it, but the Molly and Mal stuff gets very flirty. Yes. Yeah, especially that that third arc, um, right? But yeah, it this happens a lot in in queer queer circles online where everybody just wants people to make out and hug exactly, out. yeah. Um, and I really think it's just important to like remind ourselves that we can do more than that and like act, have actual characters who communicate with each other who have interiority and who aren't there solely just to have sex basically yeah Yeah. Um, i mean these are teens like we don't need to see them like making out and and like there are characters who have relationships in this comic and it's not they feel natural um and it's not like over the top with it it feels very um grounded um Mm -hmm. and 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 true to the what these characters are um, and I don't know it, I get so tired with this course sometimes where it's like, you know, you know, X Final Fantasy 10 2 is bad because Yuna isn't gay. Yeah. Like, well, that's like, yeah. bye. Like, t- you know, was just in love with Titus like a game ago, <laughs> like, what? Doing? but, um, to have it actually be like, we just need more of those We're just, it's actual characters and they're not our, our dolls to play with basically. Um, you just need more of that. 
You know? I think I, I I sort of get what you're saying. There's almost a type of queer media that feels false and like idealistic, where it's like, yeah, if you're in like a like consenting queer relationship, like you're gonna be able to hold hands and kiss whenever you want, and like you know, have those boundaries that you can both like speak about and be open with. But like mm-hmm. the majority of people don't like that. That doesn't look like that. Mm-hmm. What it yeah. looks like is people were like working on an arts and crafts project, and we're like, do you have any photos of you as a kid? Oh. That's adorable. The moment with Joe when they're making the different crafts projects and it's just like, Joe is trans, move the fuck along. Yep. Like we know that. Everybody already knew that in this group of friends. We're not it's not played as a revelation. It's not played as a plot point. It's just like, yep, okay, and then what? You're a girl now and you've been a girl. Like that's how we know you. That scene with Molly um and Mal in yep. the uh, temple mm-hmm. were I forget who says it, but one of them is like, I, there's some stuff's happening in my brain and I don't know what to do about it. And mm-hmm. one of them just says, well, do you want to talk about it? Like what's going on? So like, good. that yeah. moment alone, like just meant a lot to me Yeah, because it just shows that relationships like these, um, can be different than, um, being, bombastic or or out there it could just be um two characters displaying care for each other in a way that isn't physical um and is actually like caring about each other's mental health um which was really again really refreshing to me they just give a shit about each other yeah and and are concerned for each other's well-being it's not like anything beyond that it's definitely Mm -hmm. romantic obviously but it's like there isn't I don't I'm like going back and forth through that chapter there isn't like kissing there's our one she where Mal they, kisses like, Molly's kiss forehead the cheek in the end, and stuff the, like that <clears throat> cheek in the forehead right and it's like okay yeah but there's no like mm-hmm. look at the girl's kiss like no fucking that's not this kind of comic <laughs> if you if you came to this comic for that you're not gonna get it ever I don't think I mean we haven't again we haven't read past these first three it's wholesome it's definitely wholesome it's super duper wholesome and I like that about which it. I mean they could still do that and have it be fine yeah because they, they're, they they're hardly adults. have three issues off on their like behind them, like if they did it, I'd be okay with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. as long as it isn't like forced, you know. And that's just not that isn't the plot. Yeah. Yeah, Mally and Mal are the two openly queer ones, and then uh, everyone else is just like chill with it. They don't ask about it. And then April and Joe have a thing by the end, probably. I think so. Yeah, yeah there's a, they, the ballroom dancing part in that chapter is yeah. like, oh yeah. And and also April tends to to I remember she felt like incredibly betrayed when Joe didn't mm-hmm. mention like having the whatever the the what I gold thingy. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, yeah, the the Artemis thing or whatever, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. And the they buds. also have that, that handshake. Oh, yes. Very cute handshake. Yo, Joe turns to stone, y'all. Yeah, I know. (laughs) What the fuck? This comic does get a little teensy bit dark. Yeah, I was like, okay, I didn't expect that to happen. One is just her, and it's just like all gray all around her. Yeah. I was like, damn. Whoa. This is dope. Where she's like, hello? Where is everyone? I'm like, okay. Shit. (laughs) Yeah. That's the worst fear realized, but that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely want to read more. There are seven. There's actually, no, there's at least seven volumes. Eight volumes? Nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Oh, jeez. It's Never a mind. long comic. Where I'm, I'm slightly worried that, like, 
it'll just be a never-ending summer, you know. Unless right, they I like want time skip, right? Time skip would be good. Yeah. Have them be slightly different. Mm-hmm. Same cast, different situation. True. Because then you get into like, did either of y'all ever read the children's book series Magic Treehouse? Yes. A little bit. I really liked Magic Treehouse as a kid. And after a certain point, they started doing like, I guess, side novels where it was like them slightly older in like slightly more mature historical situations. Uh, oh, there's literally time travel stuff in Lumberjane. Spoilers. Whoops. Wow. Great. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, in, in Magic Treehouse, it was like, okay, now they're older. And it's like, what is this be- being older, like change for their relationship as siblings and to the stories that they can tell, like. Does the comic get more dark as the Lumberjanes get older? Like, there's a lot of potential for, like, what where this could go if they wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. If it's an Endless Summer thing, I'd probably get burnt out, honestly. Yeah. Because I, I get the dynamic, and it's like, okay, now what? I need stories with an arc a little bit. Yeah, and that's what I was worried about at the end, at the end of the second arc. Mm-hmm. Or, like, what, which I really love, because basically the second arc is, like, they come across these Greek gods that are trying to get power... Uh, but then in the end, Ripley obtains this power, <laughs> which before they tell me off this really well, where um, they're, they're trying to work with Armithus on getting the uh, the power, mm-hmm. um, and and she's like, "Well, you don't want you don't want um, Apollo to have it. He's bad." And then Ripley immediately is like, "What if we had no kings? Yeah. <laughs> what, <laughs> no if, like, what if we didn't have a president? That. <laughs> what if we that just seems like a bad president? idea? Yeah." Yeah, and then she takes the power and then is like, yo, make this go away. And everybody's just like, oh, well, All right. great. <laughs> and then Zeus comes in as a cow and then takes them home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which was so good. <laughs> I called your dad. He's this cow. Go He's home pissed. now. Yeah, I like how they're just like, oh, dad. <laughs> We're so embarrassed. God, they're shitty teens. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Um, but I was worried that that like that end of that arc is a good like, all right, we solved the mystery, time to go home. But then they bring it back with the, with the time travel and the bear lady, um, and there's there's, there's still some stuff to to explore. Um, I'm, I'm sure if, they'll find n- new mysteries in the woods. What if Ripley's ace? What if that's the revelation? And that's her character Oops. development. Oh, what if she had a character? Yeah, I don't know. At all? <laughs> Even if, regardless of her sexuality like or, or whatever. Like, what if she just was someone? <laughs> yeah. Besides hilarious. Yeah. And she likes cats. <laughs> and uh, cookies. Uh-huh. It's like, all right, same. And then what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She has cool hair. She's just the Steven of this of this comic. And it bugs Damn. Me. She, er, she is. Er, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. At least she's the early season Steven Universe. Let's be fair. That's, what, I, that's all I've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. She's, yes. Then I 100 percent agree. Yeah. I didn't mean to like correct you, but I'm like, wait, um, because Steven changes a little, transforms a lot, if you will. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Speaking of, you want to talk about Joe? Yeah, yeah, the photo that scene. Yeah. So there's a photo of Joe younger and a very male presenting um, mm-hmm. photo of of Joe. My first thought when I saw this, I was like, damn, that looks like Alan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, hmm, okay, I understand. It does. It kind of does. It does. It super does. If you ever see young pictures. Well, no, I was like extremely thin when I was young. So mm. that's a little different because it's like a little like 
she looks normal as or mm-hmm. I looked like a uh, unhealthy, but yes, I get what you're saying. <laughs> uh, I from what I read a little bit ahead, they there's a later chapter where they like it's like on a very special episode of Lumberjanes, and she like talks to a kid about it. Mm-hmm. But it's cute, like it's a it's a guy from the Boy Scouts camp who's like sometimes I feel like I don't belong here, and she's like sometimes you won't feel like you belong here, and then sometimes you'll go to the Girl Scouts camp and go oh wait. <laughs> so maybe mm. think about that and that's kind of it's cute cool but again handled well handled by like people who weren't trying to make it a big deal that's a single panel in volume three where you see that picture and you're like oh okay yeah i mean listen this is what happens when you just get queer real to write the shit yeah exactly <laughs> it's almost like that's the way to do this it's like, <laughs> what it's do you know like you, Listen, listen, Russo brothers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who oh could have predicted God. this? I'm still. Don't get me mad again about that scene, the therapy, <laughs> and the hey guys, my my husband who everybody's I'm still oh talking about God. the fucking Avengers. We got to talk about it. I was just like, this has okay. an actual group dynamic. It's weird, right? <laughs> me and my husband. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Going from Avengers to this, where there's a. Actual oh, that's a big jump, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wild. Big honking jump. Yeah. I like the badges. I think that's another reason. That's one thing that makes me worry that they could just do endless chapters is they just have all these silly badges that are yeah. all like, pl- they're plot convenient. Like, it's just like this one means you were in a tough situation and got out. It's like they wrote the plot of the episode and then wrote a ba- of the chapter and then made a badge for what they did. Yeah. As opposed to the other way around, which is like, kind of interesting but i don't know i want to see more i want to see more settings honestly i think the one where they got the where the two grimali and mal go to like prehistoric world was really cool yeah um i just like the i mean twin peaks fan here yeah 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 hey guys twin peaks fan 69 the the mystery of the woods and Mm -hmm. what lies within it and right the idea of just we're we are just exploring the fringes of what this universe is we'll never actually get to the bottom of it that's mine. That's what I want out of this. It's very good. On top of the the general queerness and and good characters, we um or or when I went to FlameCon last year, when we were well, we went to FlameCon last year, Ryan. I, that I was went, a year. That was a whole ass year. Almost. almost yeah, like ten months now. <laughs> it's a fucking long time. August of last year, uh, oh. I got to attend a panel by some of the people who wrote Lumberjanes, Noel Stevenson and company. About it was about D and D. That's another thing that they're definitely really big fans of. There's lots of maps and Dash. talking about trails in this. They're definitely. I didn't D&D read nerds. the Lumberjanes before I went to that. <laughs> you <laughs> what? I'm regretting it. I didn't read. I hadn't read the Lumberjanes before I went to that to find Oh right. Mm-hmm. Kind of regretting it. Yeah. <clears throat> it's one of those things where I see them there, and then I'm like, I should read your comic, and that was kind of what planted the seed of doing yeah. this. Although I believe you, you who, which one of us recommended Lumberjanes? me okay so yeah so it's just like yeah let's watch, let's read this good thing that's good yeah that's um, exactly what i wanted like oh let's read a comic that is not written by a straight dude yeah cool. yeah good yeah. and we good for it. the season too good for like may like we're getting into nice weather and it's like we're gonna be outside more yeah um i want to do some camping soon i might do glamping have y'all heard of glamping no Ugh. i did want to touch on something real quick Sure. Um, not to not to point to the the token native person on the podcast, but <laughs> did any of the like mysticism stuff bother you, Katie? Like, was um, that... no. And I okay. guess that's because uh, 
like, I don't... It was framed in, like, a Greek god way, Sure. I guess. Okay. Um, yeah. Although I still don't know the deal with the bear lady. Um, right, that could definitely go somewhere. But right. the fact that they seem to know about, like, Greek stuff, and also, like, with the Greek gods, like, with um, Zeus coming in as a cow and whatever... Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, there, there is a lot of, like, transformations, I guess. So yeah. I don't know if that's part of it, too. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, it didn't really bother me, I guess. Yeah. Just because I saw whenever... I mean, at first, I was like, I had no idea what way they were going to go with it. Right. Um, but once they introduced, like, the, the more of, like, the Greek setting, I guess. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things, like, I just talked about how much I like the aesthetic of, like, mysteries beyond, like, the woods, but then um, in the wrong hands, that gets into some pretty bad territory pretty quickly. Yeah. So. No doubt. But I do think it's okay so far. I haven't had any issues with, like, that respect. I haven't really had any issues at all. Other than the the art thing that was a little jarring, but, I mean, like, that's about it. I, I see that in comics now, and I'm just like, I have to take a deep breath and get ready for it, because it, it happens so often. It just happens so often to, like, the, it's always the comics you love the style of, yep. too. Yep. You get attached to the art style, and then they change it, and you're like, okay, well, change, I, cause there was a reason the for this that industry. I don't understand. I'm not going to, like, get the mad about it. The comics industry is a whole thing. Yes. Yep. Exactly. It's the same story. That's what I always try to remember. It's like, same story. just looks a little different. Not that weird. Um, but alas. I think this was a good, like, like three volumes was a good, like, sampler. It was like, oh, yeah, I feel like I read Lumberjanes. Yeah, I mm-hmm. agree. You know? I don't feel like it's lacking. Easy breezy yeah. beautiful cover girl. Is that all we have for this comic this month, folks? That's all I have. It was just a really fun read and really refreshing. I really needed this as a, as a like, palate cleanser in between Final Fantasy and, and Adventures and uh, all yeah. this right. stuff. So... A cure for the common media diet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad we had fun. Um, Ryan, do you want to tell the kids what we're doing next month on Fireside Friends? All right. Next episode, we are watching a Japanese horror film called Pulse, um, directed by Kiyoshi Kurosawa. It is about the internet and social isolation. It was made in 2001, so we're going to have some, some fun old internet uh, discussions on top of... Um, Top of some some commentary on on uh, social isolation and depression and and stuff like that. Definitely content warning for depression here, um, and some some suicidal stuff that happens in, in the film. Um, it's pretty heavy with that stuff. How but actually violent is it? Not violent, just it depicts suicide pretty okay. graphically, um, okay. and it, it opens with that. Okay, good to know. Good um, to know. But yeah, definitely keep that in mind if you're going to watch along with us. Um, but yeah, I, I've seen this before. I don't know if any, any of the others have, um, but I, I loved it when I saw it a few years ago. So I'm excited for this one. That's it. Yeah. You, you tell me, sorry, just about it. You, you say like, it's a movie about like the internet and social isolation. I'm like, that sounds cool. And then you're like, it came out in 2001 and I'm like, Oh, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) That's the part that I'm like, what? (laughs) Yeah. It's very good. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, let's take it to the plug zone then. Um, 
Uh, Ryan, where are the show plugs again? Sorry, I'm terrible at this. I'll just do plugs. Okay, bring <laughs> okay. it on. I'll plug. Firesidefriends.net is where you'll find the website. Um, that is being hosted on abnormalmapping.com. Um, so go to firesidefriends.net. That's your landing page. But then definitely click on the abnormal mapping header to to watch, listen to um, the other abnormal mapping shows. You already know what it is if you're listening to, listening to this. Abnormal mapping is a video game podcast. Um, they're doing movies now at over at repertory screenings. Um, Amory score is is occasional. Um, Gundam, if you if you subscribe to the Patreon, um, then you get also like VoIP Life, and it's a lot of a lot of stuff. Um, but yeah, abnormalmapping.com, check it out. Um, also check out uh, Patreon.com/slash/FiresideFriends. We did actually have a new Patreon that I need to go ahead and thank as soon as I get this page loaded. Thanks to Landon S for uh, subscribing to pay us on Patreon. Um, and I think we're up to $4 on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so Thank shout you. out to our Patreon. Thank you. Making Landon. seriously like any support helps a lot. Um, it keeps us going. Um, also the thing that keeps us going, uh, tell us that you're listening to the show because we put out the last episode and like two people, maybe said something mm. um so if you if you're enjoying this show please let us know so we we're we not we're not feeling like we're we're shouting into the void or anything like that um but yeah so definitely patreon.com slash fireside friends fireside friends on that those are the two big things um you can find me at bluish rose 430 on twitter not on there as much these days but you'll find me um how about everybody else katie you can find me at Cedar Grave um, on Twitter, Instagram, and DeviantArt. I like to do the drawing occasionally, so I'm trying to put put my stuff out there. Also, I do makeup occasionally, so that's there too. Ooh, ooh, I love it. Uh, me personally, my name's Alan. I. I'm on a lot of podcasts. I'm not on any social media, but I'm on a lot of podcasts. So you can hear me on this every month. You can hear me on the Johto Quorum, which I do Hold approximately. Hold on, I'm going to clap every time you name a podcast. Ready? All right. <laughs> Start again. It's the Johto Quorum. Thank you. That's where my friend Six and I do talk about Pokemon. We're trying to make a better Pokemon list. We're cutting people. Yeah. We just finished recording the last episode of Gen 2. We have finished two generations Ooh. of Pokemon. Damn, that's the one that I missed out on. Yeah, it's it was a Shit. weird one. It was a really weird gen. It made us like question our whole work a lot. It was fucking mm. strange. Um, I also appeared on Six's anime podcast uh, that Ryan has also been on. It's called Oops All Anime. It's a Patreon exclusive <laughs> podcast. Big claps, big claps, big claps. Um, I was also I'm that also was three claps because then I was mentioned. Yes, <laughs> mentions of Ryan get bonuses. Uh, Oops, anime. We talked about Gundam Wing. It was fantastic. Uh, that episode should be out by now. Uh. I'm doing a new podcast with well, six. I was I... on. Oh, wait, hold on. I was on there too. Uh, we talked about Ghost in a Shell too. Innocence. Yep. That was That's very fun. One of the best episodes of that show. Period. Uh, I'm also my like my singular like show I edit. Pride and Joy is chats a television podcast. Thank you. Tried my to friend... do a clap. I tried. I tried to, I tried to do a clap for each season. <laughs> oh, six six seasons. Yeah, fucking. That's okay. too many. Chats Television Podcast. My friend Majan and I watch TV shows two episodes a week. We have finished three seasons of Babylon 5. It's a great show that you should be watching with us. And check out patreon.com slash chatspod if you want a whole other 
like dimension of bodies of work that I'm also working on. We watch movies every month. We talk every two weeks. It all goes on mic. You pay for it. You help us feed ourselves. This is how capitalism works. What, did I get everything? I think I got everything. Cool. Yeah, that's me. Hello. And that, dear listeners, is going to do it for this episode of Fireside Friends. Good luck out there. And don't forget to take care of yourselves. Peace. What the junk? Bye. What the junk? <laughs> what the, it's so fun to say. <laughs> yeah.